Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Can I have some excitement? I know we are just a few of us who are gathered here offline, but can I have some sense of excitement? Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. Okay, <laughs> um, because again, the topic, you know, I think that we are dealing with or that we are talking about. Uh, we started it off last week, and I intend to continue it maybe another two weeks. All right, um, including today. Um, we started a brand new series last week, titled. Right, we started a game and we decided to call it the comparison game. How many of you compare yourself to somebody? Uh, some bold hands that's going up. Okay, <laughs> all right. And I think you know, like we start. I mean, like I said last week, I think one of the things that you know we know about ourselves very clearly is that at some point in our lives, we always have this tendency to compare ourselves with someone else. All right. And uh, last week, you know, let me just give a quick recap of some of the things that we looked at last week. All right. Uh, last week, uh, we looked at very specifically about the whole idea that you know we always look into this entire idea or entire concept that listen, there could be somebody who's better than me, or there could be someone who's not as good as me. And like I said last week, you know the. some of the things you know some of the dangers of playing this game of comparison is that we tend to get into this mode where we feel we are superior or we feel we are inferior you know there's this whole idea of superiority complex versus inferiority complex and like i said you know the better word or another word that i can give you for superiority anyone remembers is pride because you feel you know you're better than the others you feel there's a sense that man i've got all these gifts and i know what i'm doing and i you know i know what i where i'm going and all of those things you can either get into a place of pride where you feel you know everything or you can get into a place of insecurity where you feel man i'm not good enough i don't think i measure up to anybody there are people who are better than me they're gifted better than me and they're all of these things that are much much better than me so you can get into that race where you know either you are feeling superior or you're feeling inferior and if you're a believer over a period of time what develops inside of us is a sense of anger or resentment towards god why because again we saw this last week we know that god is in control and we keep asking you know the question to god god why are you blessing them why don't you seem to be blessing me this is question that we tend to often ask over and over again about god about what's happening in my life versus what is happening in theirs all right and if you're not careful like i said if you keep playing this game of comparison it leads you into the third thing which i mentioned last week we open the doorway for the enemy to come and operate in our lives okay and i said this last week all right envy is the root reason why we get into this game of comparison okay and like i said you know like one of the thoughts that i want you to keep carrying you know as we keep going through this entire series is this whole idea that listen imagine yourself on a race track all right and this is four lanes and there are people on the other side okay and here's what i want you to always remember there is no win in comparison 
if you're going to be running the race and if you're running the race and if your race is always about you know you looking to the left to see what others you know where they are on their race track and you look to the right to see where you know the person on the right is on their race track the point is you as you keep running the tendency often is you will end up in a place where you fall and you will never complete the race which god has actually charted out for you and that's very very important for us to remember listen this whole race or you know this 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 course that you know god has charted out for my life that's uniquely for me and me alone and i'm the one god has called to run that race to run that course and it's up to me and up to god as we work together to complete the course that god has charted out for me but the tendency often if you play the game of comparison is to look to the left look to the right and to see you know man how are they doing are they doing better than me are they do behind me you know are they on am i on the same level as they are and that's a tendency and that's a danger that we can actually get into and if you keep doing that like i said last week there is a possibility you will not finish what god has called you to finish all right this is what we saw last week all right and um title today's message I think it's up there, right? Yeah. I titled today's message as "Looking Around." Okay, and I think looking around happens quite a lot in Manipal. Am I right? Okay, some of you are nodding your heads. You know, and I don't know if there's any sarcasm there, but I'm just saying, okay, whatever. Okay, but there is a lot of looking around, and the reason I titled today's message as "Looking Around" is: Have you ever wondered why we tend to look around? like i mentioned you know this whole game of comparison that we keep playing with ourselves and with the others you know that we think as you know in this game whether they invited to play or not we invited we've kind of put them you know we are playing we are I'm playing this game with you anyways whether you like it or not and the tendency is you know like we tend to look around instead of looking forward and moving in the course that god has put for our lives all right um again like i said you know this whole series what i want you to think about all right and i think you know it's true about all of us let me put it this way i think we are designed you know for something like this we have a tendency to measure our self worth or measure you know how well we are doing in our academics in our careers by looking at somebody else you know they they there's a standard of you know and there's either some person or there's a position that we look to and our measure of success that we define for ourselves is based on how well that you know that position or that person that we have put as a standard for ourselves are doing we tend to compare ourselves man if that's the level that they can go i think that's the level i should aim for all right and and i don't know if you you've ever been in this place okay these people you know they could be people you know in your own lives they could be people in your classroom they could be your parents okay i don't know if you ever come into this place where you look at them and you say and you wish that you know man they would just look around at you and they would look at how well you're doing or whether opposed to you know maybe you're not doing that well whatever it is even if you get a little plus point or even if you get maybe a little star your desire is that these people that you're looking up to would look at you and say well done wow amazing man how did you you know really good they would come and pat you on the back and said man i think what you did is amazing i don't know you know if you've ever come into a place maybe maybe for some of us it's our parents right sometimes you know we look to our parents we score well in our exams or you know we we do well in our careers and we look to our parents and we are hoping that you know one of them either your dad or either your mom would look at you and say man good good job 
all right they would come and pat you on the back and they would really appreciate you and they would really you know take you up to a different level of course you going to a different level might last just for a short time but you're hoping and you're wishing that man at least one time if they would just look at what i'm doing and they would say man good job why is it that you know we have this desire you know we want to be accepted we want you know people to look at how well we are doing and we want people to point and fingers and say man i think you're doing an excellent job why is it that we often come into this place where we want the sense of acceptance from others we want people to you know pat ourselves on the back many times you know what you find yourself doing is you pat yourself on the back how many of you keep doing that it's a good exercise to do i would recommend you to do it okay because sometimes i'm telling you there's nobody who's going to look at you and say good job sometimes you have to look at yourself and eh, i think i did a good job all right but here's a question why are we in to this looking for acceptance looking for someone to pat us on the back and saying good job all right i want you to look at the story of a man today all right this man was doing well in his life very well in his life he was in one of the top positions that anybody could aspire or you know even dream to become of but he got into this game of comparison and that was the beginning can i say of his downfall and most of us we know you know the story and we know this man that we're going to look at okay his name is king saul of the old testament how many of you know king saul king saul of the old testament all right who was he a predecessor of david right david was a shepherd boy saul was the king and i want you to look at you know how something happened in his life all right and where you know for him the game of comparison actually started first samuel chapter 18 verse 6 to 11 here's what it reads all right now it had happened as they were coming home when david was returning from the slaughter of the philistine bible quiz who's this guy who did he slaughter are you sure okay yeah 10 points for all of you okay <laughs> he killed goliath that the woman had come out of all the cities of israel all the cities of israel singing and dancing to meet whom i want you to pay attention who who are they coming out singing and dancing you know to meet whom to meet king saul but what were they singing so the woman sang as they danced and said saul has slain his thousands david his 10000 i want you to picture this okay saul is coming back from the battle david is coming back from the battle david is a shepherd boy you know teenage guy maybe like i don't know what 17 18 year old boy he sees kill goliath you know a massive victory you know for the entire army of israel they're coming back and saul is you know probably riding on his chariot and he sees all these women coming out and he knows that they've come to meet him remember he's a king and suddenly they you know he pays attention to the words that's being sung and what's the words that's being sung Hey Saul you've killed 1000 but David how many tens of thousands okay uh, you know if i would have picture that in today's language i mean imagine you know david took a selfie and saul took a selfie put it up on instagram all right david gets 10000 likes for his one post where he, you know probably i don't know maybe he's holding the head of goliath i don't know what the picture selfie might look like okay but i'm just saying okay and maybe he's doing that and saul is standing right there yeah i mean i told him to wear my armor but he didn't okay but still you know this is our victory this is not just david's victory this is our victory he gets 1000 likes but david gets 10000 likes and saul you know in all of you know i don't know what he was thinking why he was thinking all that but in in that one particular moment i mean imagine this verse 8 okay saul was very angry 
and the saying displeased him and he said they have ascribed to david 10000s and to me they have ascribed only 1000 hey man i have only 100 likes that guy has 2000 likes and my post is better than their post i've slogged for this i have you know done all of these things and man that's all i get and that guy i mean man he's just you know he's just a newcomer and he's just this and he's just that he's not even worked as hard as i have and why is it that he gets more than me why are people praising him more than they're praising me and saul's very angry and he says listen now what more can he have but the kingdom verse 9 this is where things started changing for saul so saul i david from that day forward till then david was just a shepherd boy a shepherd boy who had come into the battlefield a shepherd boy whom saul himself had you know given his armor to him but now you know suddenly because david has killed a philistine and just because you know some woman on the street came out and you know started singing and dancing and praising david for what he did tens of thousands suddenly he becomes so angry and he starts playing this game of comparison and guess what now saul's eyes is focused on whom it's focused on david He starts playing this game of comparison and it happened the next day what's this verse 10 and it happened on the next day that the distressing spirit from god came upon Saul and he prophesied inside the house so david played music in his hand as the other times i don't know if it was a guitar or what instrument okay i think it was a stringed instrument okay but there was a spear in Saul's hand and Saul cast the spear for he said i will pin david to the wall but david escaped his presence twice i mean we know the story many times we've read this but i want you to look at it in the light of the game of comparison like i said last week you know many times when you get into this game of comparison what it does is it opens the doorway for the enemy and that's what you know this verse here it says distressing spirit some translations call it a tormenting spirit can i ask you this question church have you ever been sleepless at a night just because someone outperformed you come on talk to me now You couldn't sleep because man you were so you know filled up with this whole idea that how could they do better than I did Sleepless night how many of us you know has gone into depression because someone else has outperformed you and you've given it your best you've slogged it out you've done what you could do but yet somehow they you know got the better mark or they've got the better score than you I want you to picture Saul in the same way he was tormented he couldn't sleep and he couldn't you know this and man this was just like you know eating up his mind every day and night man he's just thinking man why is david better what did he do that i can't and i'm the king and why are they doing this you know between the two of us this whole thought is coming up again and again that's why i said last week it's important for us to recognize listen every time you play the game of comparison i'm telling you you will send your mind into a place of torment where it's opening the doorway for the enemy to do a lot of other things inside of your heart and inside of your mind anxiety stress you know depression some of these common disorders can i tell you how it comes up why because they keep comparing themselves to the others that is there in and around of themselves but here's a question why saul was a king you know Saul was a king he had everything i mean you know he wanted the latest iphone he could have just hey guys just order it for me all right he had all the money in the world he had everything at his disposal but yet you know a mere boy who was praised by you know some random woman on the street how did that get into his head 
how did that end into his head in such a place where he couldn't do anything or he kept comparing himself you know to that person why three reasons i want to give you know why we end up playing this game of comparison in our lives here's number 1 lack of acceptance lack of acceptance what is the lack of acceptance i'm talking about lack of acceptance is refusing or rejecting the way god has created you okay let me put it this way why was saul so insecure why did you know this praise to a mere shepherd boy get into his head so much him being a king on a you know much much higher position and here's a shepherd boy you know who was just looking after some random sheep dirty boy i mean you know dirty in this fields whatever it is there why did it get in you know why can i tell you this saul was insecure about himself he constantly looked down upon himself how do i know this okay if you remember you know the the portion where you know before saul was anointed to be the king he was just an ordinary boy as well he was an ordinary man all right he was a good looking man yes but samuel went to meet saul for the first time okay and the respect you know which samuel gave to saul was not something saul could accept And I want you to read you know the response that Saul gave to Samuel the first time they met 1 Samuel chapter 9 verse 21 here's what Saul is saying Saul answered and said am I not a benjamite what's the problem with a benjamite it's the smallest of the tribes of Israel and my family is the least of all the families of the tribe of Benjamin why then do you speak like this to me listen my family is the smallest of all the families my tribe is the smallest of all the tribes why are you treating me with so much respect and why are you giving me this awe and you know this kind of stage you know where i don't think i really deserve it can i ask you this church have you ever been in a place where someone came to you and saw that you did something really good and said man i think you're really good what was your response to them ah no i'm not that good ah no 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 you said this is Have you put yourself down more than once every time someone came and said something good about you? I want you to think about that for. Every time someone gave you some respect, every time someone said, "Man, you know, you just what you do, I don't think anybody else can do that." You'd be like, "No, you don't understand. I'm not that good." And we keep, you know, discarding all of the good comments, all of the this thing. I mean, if you put up a picture on Instagram, you secretly be like, "How oh, okay, cute! Okay, someone is saying nice things about me." But in the open, you keep coming out and saying, "No, no, 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 no! You need to understand, I'm not that good. I'm not that this." And you keep putting yourself down. And can I tell you this? Every time you keep putting yourself down, you are rejecting the way God has created you to be. Every time. Every single time you say that man I can't sing as good as you know they sing I can't you know uh, speak as good as they speak and and I mean you know the designs that they do and you know the stuff that they do man it's it's beyond me I'm not that good I'm 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 like this I'm bad and and you you know you keep pushing yourself down and that's exactly the place Saul was You see the problem with Saul Saul was elevated in his position but in his mind he was still and i wonder for many of us it doesn't matter you know how high we keep climbing up the ladder of success but if i'm can i tell you if your mindset is still about listen i'm not good i'm not good i'm not good and you keep pushing yourself down your mind will be down there even though you might be on the topmost position and it won't be long if you don't change the way you look at yourself 
that your position on top will come tumbling down just like king Saul. King Saul was in the highest position of his life and the highest position of his career but because he had this mindset that listen I'm not good I'm not good I'm not good when he saw a mere shepherd boy who was being praised suddenly all of that insecurities came bubbling up to the air and he looked at David a mere shepherd boy who did not have you know the qualification or you know some of the things that Saul had and he kept pushing himself down he entered this game of comparison now can i tell you this church no one has the full package you know can i tell you every time you look at somebody who's good in their lives or they have good stuff in their lives all right and you think like man wow you know they're like this or they're like that can i tell you about them they have some area in their lives where they're completely messed up i promise you that okay some of us you know the tendency is to look at some of these big movie stars and stuff like that right they have all the money in the world they look good and they you know they act well and all of those things but do you know most of them many of them in fact has secret dark areas of their lives which you know you don't even want to even hear about i don't know if you ever heard about that there are some top you know comedians who have committed suicide why because they were struggling with depression they're making the whole world laugh but inside they're crying inside of their hearts and minds they have all the money in the world they're making everybody laugh they end up committing suicide why because they're struggling with depression they're struggling with anxiety why because they cannot accept themselves the way that god has created them to be god does not give everybody the full package there are people you know who are doing well in certain areas of their life and if you think man that's who you know i need to be and that's what can i tell you if you were to study their personal lives individually you will find some secret secret dark areas in their lives as well you know this is what paul writes to the church at corinth first corinthians chapter 12 was 24 to 25 but god composed the body having given greater honor to that part which lacks it that there should be no schism division in the body but that the members should have the same care for one another it is god who has composed the body and he's given you know certain things to some people he's not given everything to everybody and that's something that i want us to recognize about god why does god do that why does god you know in fact if you read through the gifts of the holy spirit okay it says that you know god gives to those he wills in other words you know he decides to whom i should give certain gifts to it's his decision and it's not based on you know how good you are or whether how bad you are he gives it as he wills why does he do that let me give you an example okay let's say let's say for example you know you're having back pain i'm just saying just assume that you're having back pain all right and and you you know in the church or you know somewhere there's a believer that god has placed right next to you whom god has given the gift of healing for back pain You know all they have to do is come lay their hands pray over your back you will get healed. But you know what our tendency is? Our tendency is you know when you go for a conference or when you you know listen to some you know big preacher on TV or you know YouTube or wherever and you see them you know performing miracles you know what our desire is? Our desire is that man if they could just pray for me and my back I'm sure my back will be healed. our tendency is to focus the ones who are in the spotlight when god would have gifted somebody right next to you to just lay hands on you and pray but our tendency is to look at the big things and look at that and say that man that's the person who should be praying for me 
Do you know why God gives gifts to everybody? Can I tell you this church? Because God wants everybody to minister. God wants everybody to minister. This is why church, can I tell you this, this game of comparison is such a dangerous game to play. Many times, you know, we look at the gifts of others. We look at the anointing of others. We look at, you know, everything that the other people are doing and we wish, you know, man, I wish I could have that. I wish I could, you know, do that. Can I tell you, you know, I believe, you know, the most important thing for us to do is not look at others and the gifts that they have, but we need to come to God and ask God, God, I know that you have blessed them with gifts, but Lord, what is the gift that you have given to me? What's the gift that, Lord, that you have given to me? Because can I tell you this, church? I promise you, if you have accepted Jesus Christ, there is a gift that God's put inside of you. And God wants you to take that gift and use it to minister to other people in whatever way that is there. Rather than looking at the ones who are, you know, on the spotlight and we see the ones who are on the stage and we, you know, get, you know, what do you call it? desire you know by all of those things and say that man i'm not good i don't have those gifts and i don't think you know any of the gifts that i have really matters can i tell you every gift that god has given to you matters in the sight of god and you have to learn to accept that you have to learn to accept that listen they're called you know maybe for that maybe i'm not called but i know my gift and i know what god has given to me and i will stick to the gift that god has given to me it's important it's important for us to come into that place. So number one, you know, lack of acceptance. You know, we fail to accept us the way that God has created us to be. That's the reason why we compare. Here's number two, lack of identity. Okay, lack of identity. Now, what do I mean by lack of identity? I believe this, you know, many of us, you know, the problem is we don't understand our identity in Christ. We don't. What's our identity in Christ? Okay, uh, I want you to look at, you know, what uh, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 12. Here's what he's saying. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. What's he saying? Listen, we don't want to compare ourselves with those who are commending themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. What's he saying? Listen. We don't want to compare ourselves to anybody. We don't. And he's ending up that statement by saying, listen, it's not a wise thing to do if you're constantly playing the game of comparison. If you remember, you know, last week, uh, James, the brother of Jesus, we saw this. You know what he said, James chapter 3, verse 14 to 15. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual and demonic. What's he saying? Paul is saying, listen, it's not wise that you compare yourself to somebody. And what is what did James say? James is saying, listen, the wisdom, this kind of wisdom, if you keep constantly comparing yourself with others, it's demonic. It's from the enemy. It's from the enemy. When we compare ourselves with others, can I tell you this? Two things that we normally end up with is either jealousy or envy. What is jealousy? Jealousy is when you're jealous of somebody of how they're doing, how well they're performing and, you know, success that they're seeing in their lives and you see that and there's a sense of jealousy that, you know, that you develop in them. What is envy? Envy is, you know, when they have something that you don't have. You envy them because they have it and you don't. Now, if you look at the life of Saul, Saul, not only did he, was he jealous of what David was doing for the little success that God had given to him, but he's also envious of the number of praises that was coming into David's life. 
here's what i don't want us to miss when i say lack of identity okay the lack of understanding of the calling or the purpose that you have from god in your life see the thing about saul saul was called to be the king by god god had called him to be the king and had he just focused on that one place and that one calling that god had on his life he would not have to be bothered about what is happening in david's life hey david okay fine he's a shepherd boy yeah fine some ladies are praising him so what i've got this great call from god on my life i know what god has called me to do and i need to be able to move forward and you know what can i tell you this church the problem many times is we tend to compare ourselves based on our ability with the others ability we think that they're more able but if you have a revelation of who jesus christ has called you to be can i tell you something it does not matter what ability you have versus what ability you do not have because when you understand that listen this is great call upon my life god has called me for a purpose god has set out this you know course for me and i am supposed to be running this one course and i'm not supposed to be looking at what's happening in his life because i'm too busy you know focusing on what god has called me to do it does not matter whether i have an ability or whether i don't have an ability i believe god has called me and if god has called me he's equipped me with the ability that i need for the calling that god has on my life You see the thing what I want us to understand church when you start looking at the call that God has on your life the purpose that God has called you for and when you understand that listen it's not about whether I'm able to do it whether I'm talented enough for it whether I can do it or not when you understand that God has called you for it you know what you start doing you stop looking at your ability and you start looking at his ability because suddenly it's not about you anymore suddenly it's not about you know what you can do and versus what you cannot do and if Saul had that revelation that listen god has called me to be the king you know david might be better david might be you know more younger and he's got more athletic ability or whatever abilities that he has maybe i don't have all of that and it doesn't matter because i know where i am i know the abilities that god has given to me and he has given it to me so that i can finish my race and god will look at me and say well done my good and faithful so what am i trying to say church when you understand the call that god has on your life you know somebody said this and i think i mentioned this here before the two greatest days of a man's life the day that he was born and the day that he found out why if you are able to come into a place where you recognize listen god brought me into this earth to accomplish or to fulfill you know this particular mission that he has for my life you'll stop looking at anything and everybody else around you paul understood this and you know what he says look at second corinthians chapter 3 verse 5 to 6 he's saying listen not that we are competing in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves you know what is he saying listen everything that you see us doing it's not that you know we have the ability to do all of these things we're not competent by ourselves but if you want to look at our competency if you're able to look at our work and say that man your work is so good paul how were you able to do this and how are you able to do that paul is saying listen don't look at what we have done because our ability is not our ability our ability we can't claim anything for ourselves but our competence comes from god we are able to do these things not because we are qualified or we are highly skilled or we are extremely talented in this one area because god has called us he has given us the ability to do what we our competency comes from god he has made us competent look at this he has made us competent everybody say this together okay can we just read this together he has made us competent all right can i can i just rephrase that for a 
moment he has made you competent he has made you competent for what as ministers of a new covenant not of the letter but of the spirit he has made you competent he has made you competent you know for the call that he has placed on your life I mean you recognize that man lord i thank you for this calling that you placed upon my life i'm going to run my race and i know that you're going to give me what i need you know to complete this race that you set before me when you become laser visioned and laser focused about what god has called you to do i'm telling you it will never matter again because you know why it will not matter what others are doing you know why it won't matter what the others are doing and how well they're doing and whether they're not doing well or not because you won't have time for them you won't have time to look around and see what others are doing because man oh man one more step you know today morning you know arpit was singing that song you know step by step we're taking ground right how many of you believe that okay step by step okay i've taken one step all right wait 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 let me just look others are doing you know what the problem you know what happens when you look like this you're taking one step and your leg is on the other before you take the next step if you look around what's happening to me what's happening to me i'm going down I'm going down. Hello. And that's what happens. But when you're taking one step and you can't have time listen, oh man, if I don't take the next step now, I'm going to might slip and fall. So I'm going to take the next step. Hey listen, there's somebody is almost reaching you. I don't have time to look at that. I need to take the next You don't have time to look left or to the right why because you have so much to do and you have so much that god has called you to do and he wants you to keep taking step by step forward every minute of your life as i said listen i mean some of you might remember the scripture philippians 4:13 how many of you remember that it's like a promise verse you know <laughs> i can do all things through christ who strengthens me He doesn't say I can do one thing or two things. Ah, I think I'm called to do worship. I'll do worship. I think I'm called to preach. I think I'll preach. Now he's saying, listen, if I have to lead worship, I will lead it. If I have to preach, I will preach it. If I have to just, you know, sit beside my friend and encourage them, I'll do that. Why? Because he has equipped me. He has strengthened me to do anything and everything that he wants me to do in my race, which he has called me to walk on. Why do we compare number 1 lack of acceptance we refuse to believe that God has created us this way number 2 lack of identity or lack of understanding of the calling that God has on your life and here's number 3 covetousness all right covetousness i understand it's a little difficult word to digest but hey it's in the bible all right and let me see if i can explain it to you in a way that we all understand okay can i put it this way covetousness is greed and selfishness must Okay it's like you're wearing a mask and what's underneath the mask there's greed and selfishness what selfishness you're only thinking about yourself all right let me put it in the way that we understand okay covetousness is basically i want what she or he has man he's got the anointing to preach i want that she's got the ability or the anointing to sing i want that how is it that you know every time they're in the classroom there's this lot of these people you know just you know comes around them and they seem to be having a lot of friends and man i want that 
I want that. I want this and man I want that and every time you know you look at somebody and you know you start desiring for what they have that's what covetousness is. Can I tell you this covetousness is basically ingratitude at its highest level. What do I mean by that? You're not being thankful at all. Covetousness is literally looking at God and saying, "You know what God? I've seen myself. I've seen all what you've given to me and I don't think you did a good job." Though. I don't think you've done a good job. You made him look much better. He's more handsome. She's more pretty. She doesn't even have to wear makeup and she looks so good. They're popular. I'm not even popular. Not even one person. One person who's hanging around me now they don't want to hang around me. I don't know why. It's looking at God and saying God you could have done better. You could have easily done better. Why am I this way? Why am I created this way, man? God, you could have done such a better. I mean, you're you're omnipotent and you're omni this and omni omni of all omnis. I don't know what, but you know, God, you could have done a better job with me. Why did you make me this way? Why am I here? Why am I this? Sometimes you know we look at you know the relationships and we look at. I don't know if you ever wondered this, okay? Lord, I've seen their parents. I wish you had given me those parents instead of the ones that I have. I don't know if you ever done that. There was a time in my life I used to do that. Because man, I've seen you know the gifts and the kind of love and the pampering you know that would this, and I look at my own dad and mom and I'll be like, hmm. it's difficult. Covetousness is literally looking at somebody else and what they have, and you wish, man, you had that for yourself. But can I tell you, the danger of covetousness is literally looking at God and saying, God, I didn't think you did a mistake. I think you did a huge mistake by creating me the way I am. the way i think the way my personality is the way i interact with people all of those things i wish i was much much better is looking at god and saying god you did a very bad job look at what paul says again colossians chapter 3 verse 5 look at what he compares covetousness to therefore put death to your members which are on the earth fornication uncleanness passion evil desire and covetousness which is idolatry he compares covetousness to idolatry what's in, what's idolatry Idolatry is basically taking an idol and keeping it in the place of God. In other words, you know, you're looking at that idol rather than you're looking to God. How is covetousness idolatry? I'll tell you how covetousness is idolatry. Covetousness is basically looking at somebody else, looking at their, I don't know, gifting or anointing or whatever that you wish you had but they have it. And instead of looking to God who is up, you're looking now to that gift or whatever they have. and you're saying man i wish i had that oh man that stick looks so good it's a stick right i mean mic stand okay fine it looks good right i wish i had why do i have to hold the mic like this why can't i just keep it on the stand right okay man yeah but you know arpit had it i don't arpit you know is saying he had it right i can't i don't know she carol took it out and gave it to me right i mean why didn't she just leave it there i could have used this right so good what the problem with this is you're looking around and you're not looking above and that's why paul says covetousness is idolatry it becomes an idol it becomes an idol man this is what i want this is why i wish i had this man i wish i could have kept this in my life you stop looking to god and say lord i don't have this i have just this much but i know that you've given it to me like this so that i can still use it the way that you want me to 
it's coming to a place where you understand that lord i'm thankful for whatever you have given to me i may not have it all i have you know few hang ups here and there but i know that you've given me what i need you know for right now and if i need this you have the power to give it to me maybe not now maybe tomorrow maybe you know in 10 years to come i don't know but if you think lord that i don't need this then guess what lord i want to stick with you and say i don't need that either i'm going to be content with this if that's what you want me to walk in it's coming covetousness pulls you into a game of comparison but when you understand that listen i don't have to covet that i don't have to covet what she has i don't have to covet what you know he has hey listen god why did you bless that person with so many good looks man they look so good and i'm sure the popularity that they have is because of you know their good looks and we keep comparing ourselves and we say that listen lord you could have done a better job lord i'm happy the way that you created me to be all right i'm happy exactly the way that you have given it to me i don't know if you ever come to this place you know where you seen a friend or maybe a sibling or you know maybe somebody you know in a workplace or whatever and you see them and you see what they have and you wish man why didn't god give that to you and why god gave that to them have you ever been in that place right and you wish man god, what are you doing lord all right why 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 didn't you give me all of these things and why are you giving them and i didn't have that to work for it right and if you're a believer you know what's worse you might have prayed for it right you might have fasted for it you've gone through all of the spiritual disciplines and you're wondering is something wrong with me lord that you don't want to give it to me like i mean just what's lacking in me right now lord that you don't want to give this to me why do i have to wait when you just you know they just blam and they just boom you know i mean it's just happening for them just like that why is it not happening to when we come to a place where we understand that is god has his timing and purpose for everything and everyone we understand it does not matter what they have it matters how i run my race and my attitude towards what god has given to me and i will be laser focused and i'll keep walking forward regardless of what i have regardless of what i don't you know i want to close with a story you know that i went through or you know let me put it this way that i would say you know we went through uh i think i've shared the story so many times okay but there's one part which i don't often talk about all right uh, this was a time when you know we were just married and we didn't have children all right we were married in 2007 we didn't have kids you know till 2014 so almost 7 years and i remember you know going through that whole phase where we kept praying we kept you know fasting okay i mean i don't remember, i think i've taken like almost uh, 240 day fast you know 321 day fast i mean you name it i've done most of the fastings that you know a person could possibly i wanted to actually go up to 50 but she didn't let me all right and 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 um, we went through all of that and there was this you know very close friend of ours and uh, their family you know they they got married like i think uh, two or three years after we got married right and and um, funny story okay because they got married and they were like you know just young couple and you know this thing and bam you know she gets pregnant just like that and and you know and because we were close you know he calls me up and he says hey you know what she's uh, carrying she's conceived and i'm like oh 
congrats man and you know i kept the phone and you know this feeling that you go through right when you've been desiring for something and you've been praying and you've been crying out to the lord for something and then suddenly god's given it to somebody else and you know she left wondering what i mean what did they do you know that they got it and i and i remember i'm telling you listen i i maybe some of you have been you know where i am but it was not easy for process you know for me to digest i mean we were happy they were our friends they were close to us and we were really happy for them but we couldn't you know digest the whole idea that man just like that it happened for them and for us you know we still not having kids and i remember you know crying out to the lord and i said lord what i mean our prayers i mean we prayed so much we fasted so much we've done everything that you have asked us to do but yet you bless them and you don't want to bless us lord what what why why i mean what's going on and i remember you know god clearly telling me this one thing and i couldn't understand it then but you know years later i could and he said something here's what he said you know here's what god said god said listen danny the race or the calling that i have for their life is not the calling i have for yours the calling that i have for their life is not the calling i have for the race that they're running is not the same race that you're running and i remember you know breaking down in his presence and he said lord what do you mean by that and here's what he said and i still remember it to this day listen lordy if you continue to be faithful and obedient to what i have called you to do if you trust me when the fullness of time comes in you will have what you desire this was i think in the year 2012 2013 when you know we were going through our worst moments where we could not have kids we tried all the medicine nothing worked nothing was happening and you know on the side this was happening hey it's 2022 now we've got three kids and i when i look back and i understand that listen the race that i'm running is not the same race that they are running and i continue to keep focused you know and keep laser eyed on what i'm called to do by god it does not matter what i have versus what i don't have when god seems it to be right and when the timing that god has planned you know for my blessings to come into my life which i'm desiring for will come to pass what do i do in those moments till then i will keep worshiping god and i'll keep focused on what god has called me to do why do we play this game of comparison many times we find it difficult to accept ourselves the way god has created us to be many times you know we fail to understand that god has a specific calling and purpose that he has called us individually for and that race is a race that only we can run and nobody else and when we understand I don't have to covet what others have. But I keep my eyes focused on God and what God has called me to do. I can complete the race which God has set me out for in the first place. Can we all just look to the Lord in prayer? Every eye closed. I want us to look to the Lord right now. And I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, what is it? 
that I need to work in my life on. Maybe some of us here this morning, we just don't want to accept the way that God has created us to be. Maybe some of us, you know, we constantly keep looking down upon ourselves and everything that God has given to us, we feel it's not adequate and we feel that we're not good enough and anytime somebody comes around us and, you know, blesses us or says that you're good, we keep constantly putting that out of the window. Maybe for some of us, we still don't know what God has called us for. The calling, the purpose, you know, that God has in store for us. And we keep looking to the left, we keep looking to the right because we think they're doing a better job and we keep comparing ourselves and we feel we are very inferior, we feel very insecure because we don't know where we're running to. Maybe for some of us, we've been coveting the other things what others has for so long that we've focused on the wrong thing and stopped looking at God. Church, it does not matter what category we fall into today. It does not matter where and what we are right now. But the whole idea or the whole vision and the whole focus, let's just give it back to the Lord right now. Maybe, you know, we've been crying out to God and asking God, God, why me, Lord? Why can't I be better than what I am? And maybe, you know, we, 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 just, we just plainly rejected ourselves. Can we look to the Lord right now? And can we surrender ourselves and say that, Lord, if you have created me this way, Lord, there is a purpose for that. And I'm going to run the race that you have called me with everything that you have gifted to me. I don't have what the others have. And that's okay. I don't have the charisma. I don't have the anointing. I don't have all of those gifts, you know, that those other people have. But that's okay, Lord. Because when you created me, when you fashioned me in my mother's womb, you gave me exactly what I needed to run the race that you charted out for me. And this, eve, this morning, even as we are together, gathered together as a church in the presence of God, I want us to, you know, lay down every comparison that we've been carrying with others right down on the table, right at the altar of God right now. And let's just surrender ourselves just as we are. Just the way that God created you. Because can I tell you this church, when God created you, when he finished creating you, he looked at you and he said that you were his masterpiece. And you are his masterpiece even today. It does not matter how better or how worse the others are. But when he looks at you and when he created you with all of your flaws, with everything that you still might be having, he said, you are his masterpiece and he has given everything that you need to finish your race thank you Jesus hallelujah father even as we come into your presence right now Lord Lord I want to surrender Lord father Lord every one of us into your hands Lord father Lord we know Lord father time and time again Lord father we have always fallen into this game of comparison Lord where we keep comparing ourselves, Lord Father, with others. We keep comparing our abilities and our talents and our performances, Lord Father, with other people, Lord. But Lord, help us to bring back on focus today, Lord. The focus, Lord Father, to be on you and you alone, Lord Father. 
so that lord father we know that lord that you have called us to run lord father a unique race lord father and lord we know that we have put put on this course lord father by you lord and father as we move forward lord lord help us not to look to the left and look to the right but father help us to look to you lord because lord that's where our vision comes from lord that's where our calling comes from lord that's where our abilities come from lord father and lord just like paul says lord father lord where does our competency come from lord our competency comes from you lord the one who has equipped us to do all the things in this place lord father and lord i pray lord help us to be focused lord father lord on you lord the calling that you have on our lives lord father lord we don't want to keep looking back and look keep looking over our shoulders lord but we want to keep looking forward lord we want to keep looking forward and we want to keep looking upward lord father because lord that is where lord father lord our anointing comes from that is where lord father lord our vision and our purpose comes from lord and we will be focused lord father lord on what you have called us to do lord 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 we pray and ask for forgiveness lord lord if we have been in this game of comparison we keep looking down upon ourselves and we keep thinking the others are better and we keep striving lord father for what the others have father help us to get back on track with you lord help us to get back on track with you lord father that we would continue to look at your face lord father and not anybody else's face lord father lord we thank you once again lord father thank you father for this time that you given to us lord as we were in your presence thank you for your word lord we pray lord father even as we leave this place we pray that your presence would go before us lord father even this entire week lord i want to surrender everyone into your hands lord lord take complete control lord father whatever the enemy has planned father we want to bind its plan right now in the name of jesus lord we thank you we praise you father in jesus most mighty and precious name we pray amen receive the benediction may the love of god our father the grace of our lord jesus christ and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with now each and every one of us forevermore amen amen that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at Our heavenly father is always with you. I want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and I'm really hoping to see you next week.